The strategies and concepts discussed are for educational purposes only and do not represent specific investment tax or state planning advice. Investing carries an inherent element of risk and is possible to lose principal and interest when investing in securities. No strategy can guarantee a profit or prevent a loss. The views expressed represent the personal opinions of the presenter or featured guests, not necessarily those of USA Financial or its affiliated subsidiaries. Any opinions or forecasting statements are subject to change at any time and without notice. John Cindia is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services are offered through USA Financial Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. LifeStages Advisory is not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. LifeStages Advisory, Dean or Remington, or any guest we have are not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Welcome to episode 68 of WTF, Wealth Tax and Finances. I'm your host, John Cindia, certified public accountant, personal financial specialist. Today, I have Remington and Dean back in the studio. Hello. Hey. Hey. Howdy. It's been a few Hi. weeks because we had so many episodes that uh, we had sort of in the bag that we took a few weeks off. I was down in Florida last week, so we're trying to see exactly what's going on with... Uh, the economy, the opening up and everything after COVID was down in Clearwater, Florida, gorgeous weather, great time, lots of seafood, lots of uh, grouper. Why but didn't you bring us, John? Because you were down in um, Florida during spring break. Don't you remember? Yeah, you're right. I didn't That's bring right. <laughs> You didn't bring me. So, <laughs> Oops. But you caught me red-handed. <laughs> exactly. But what we noticed down there is the same thing that's going up here in Ohio. And what I wanted to bring that into discussion today is talking about uh, the dynamic between economy and inflation and how they're sort of diametrically opposed, even though everybody's saying that there's not any correlation. Well, there is, but then there isn't. So what am I talking about? Well, let's look at it this way. Um, when we start looking at everything... We've had all these trillions of dollars being printed, okay? Handouts left and right uh, with the administration going on here. Uh, we've had the uh, third um, stimulus package coming in. Some of the unemployment benefits are starting to run out between May and June. And when you start driving around, and we see just in our area, I've had three or four restaurants close because of lack of the ability to hire anyone that's willing to work. All right. And it's not too hard to decide when someone gets four or five hundred dollars from the state and then they get a supplement of six hundred dollars from the Fed. Now it's down to three hundred. They're still in most cases or in many cases, they're still making more money and the government's paying them to stay home and not work. And we hear from the Fed that there really is no inflation. And then you hear from other pundits that are saying there is inflation, but you can't see it yet. Well, I think it's there and people just don't want to see it and they're listening to the wrong people because what, what ends up happening when you have all this money going everywhere and there is a shortage, um, you see that they're saying that the housing uh, spikes are coming up and everything else, but you're short of all this material. So you don't have any building material, so the prices are going up. Um, you don't have, uh, you go to the restaurants, the ones that are still open, and they might only be a partial capacity because they don't have enough servers 
in order to fulfill uh, the needs of the uh, restaurant. Can I uh, can visitors. I hop in real quick? Yeah, just going on the lumber thing you mentioned there. We just had an estimate to put a fence in our our yard is tiny you've seen pictures mm-hmm. of it yeah how much do you think they they were going to charge us for a, a wooden fence i i would say because of where we're at right now five thousand wouldn't surprise ten thousand dollars <laughs> for a wooden fence right now it's absolutely disgusting <laughs> to put it to put it into perspective rem's yards may be like 2,000 square feet. It's, it's about, like, I don't know if they can see this table, but this is like my front yard. It's a basically. city lot. So it's about yeah. an eighth of an acre is probably what it would be if it's yeah, that much. It's, I mean, we've got like a, a more yardage, I guess, in the back, but that's like a easement. But the, the front yard is tiny. And they're like, yeah, 10 grand, put a fence up, easy peasy. I'm like, no. 10 grand for the fence. And what'd you pay for the house? Uh, 70 okay 70 something so you're talking a huge percentage of what the house is even (laughs) no 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 yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and the the thing is that we have too much money being printed we have too few goods because of all the people that have gotten laid off there are no um there's no production okay so you have lack of goods no people wanting to work we're not producing anything and you have all these dollars chasing what they're wanting. They want to consume. And they're staying at home or they're uh, wanting to go and uh, out to dinner, can't go because restaurants are either closed or you're having to wait in line. Uh, you've got uh, 30% capacity. So everybody wants to go do something now that the um, everything's starting to open up um, after the masks are deemed uh, irrelevant at this point and so many people have been vaccinated that they're looking around and people are going stir crazy we noticed a lot of that down in uh, florida Uh, they hadn't had masks on for quite a while and we were trying to get used to it because every place we went up here in ohio you had to have a mask on no matter what you did and uh, now it's starting to loosen up here too but you go down there and the people it's like um you know it's a COVID PTSD situation is what I'm looking at it and referring to it because people are just like acting like lunatics down there. <laughs> and uh, there were, we were Clearwater and from four till about nine, 10 o'clock every night, every 15 minutes, there was an emergency vehicle, whether it was a police car, a rescue squad or a fire department. And it was coming back out right down through where our condo was. And it was just nuts. And it was the crowdest on the beaches we've ever seen it. And I've been down there for probably over 30 years off and on. Yet they said, I'm thinking maybe there's five to 8,000 people on the beach. And they said in March, during spring break, during that month, there was a million people that visited Clearwater. So that's 35,000 a day on average. So that was seven or eight times what we saw. And we thought it was crowded. And uh, it, was, it was nuts. It would take you 45 minutes to go a half to a three quarters of a mile down the street if you had to go by car oh, trying geez. to go over the bridge. So we would walk and we'd beat, you know, we'd beat most, most of the, of the cars traffic. just going <laughs> yeah. down the street. So, you know, we did a lot of walking and everything. But um, as the economy's opening up, the thing that people are finding now that uh, uh, once the, um, you know, once the unemployment benefits run out, they're going to go out, I heard today, that there's close to 24 million people that are going to be coming off of unemployment supplement benefits. 
and I, I can't recall if it's in May or June here, uh, but it's it's uh, imminent. It's coming up. So unless the government turns around and is going to do another supplement, go from six hundred to the three hundred, um, these there's going to be twenty some million people looking for jobs that aren't going to be there. So they're not going to go back to the restaurants because they're closed. They're not going to go back to some of these uh, hotels because uh, they're either closed or uh, they've been hurting from uh, the COVID, you know, shutdowns and everything. And it's going to take a while to ramp up some of these other businesses that they've either uh, gotten hurt, uh, they've gotten closed, uh, they have uh, not been able to find the personnel to work. So we're not producing the goods, but the people are still have all this money and they're spending it. So where are they getting it? Well, they're getting it from China because they're willing to work. So now we turn around and what are we doing? We're exacerbating and increasing our trade deficits because all of our money is going to China. They're willing to work. We get it over here and all our, all our dollars are going back over to China. So the trade deficit's expanding. Um, and they're saying that, well, there's no inflation because we have all this money and people are buying things. And that's the other thing that they said, oh, look, the economy is recovering. Well, the economy is not recovering because we're not producing anything. So all of this stuff is coming from offshore and from foreign countries coming in here, but it's all of our dollars from the government's going back out. So we're not producing anything. So at some point, um, you know, we've got to get back into our real economy. And if businesses are closing down and um, you incorporate the tax situation that they want to increase taxes on the rich, um, you know, the rich have money. So what do they do with it? They either spend it or they invest it. And if they're going to get penalized from investing, they're not going to invest it. They'll go spend it. You know, they can go travel and do whatever they want to. So it's probably going to be more on pleasure. So if that's the case, uh, they're not going to spend money to buy a business or incorporate or put money into a business. They'll just shut it down. So now all of a sudden you're losing more jobs. So now we're back into that cycle again where we won't have any jobs. Um, so there's this, um, dynamic that, um, they're saying there's no inflation, but then they're saying, oh, we got this great economy going. Well, I, I think it's all, uh, it's smoke and mirrors is what it is. The government has goosed the, um, has goosed an artificial economy because they've given all this money to people and the people are just spending it. Um, it's on TVs and electronics and different things for the house and, and whatever, but it's all temporary, and the people have chosen to take the benefits and spend them, and uh, in some cases, they may be paying down some bills, but for the most part, it's being spent, or they're putting it into the market, and they're doing these, um, you know, these little, um, what do we want to say? Like the things that we can't say <laughs> oh, boy, on here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the, the little stocks and the stuff with Robin Hoods and all that other stuff, yeah, you get into I think brokerage things. When it goes back to the whole job market thing, I, I think you have a twofold problem. And I've done a little bit of research on this and we just discussed, I I just graduated uh, from Yay. college. Yeah, <laughs> wow, crowd was wild. <laughs> Confetti. <laughs> Rem, you can put that in. Oh, Confetti. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... What you have is like, I'm just thinking of like local businesses near me, not anything that I would apply for. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was a gas station by me that was hiring prior or not even prior, but I would say during COVID 14 an hour for a supervisor, which eh, whatever, it's not, it's a gas station, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, works not that hard. They're now hiring for $18 an hour for the same position. 
So w what's your issue there? Do you have people not applying? Because I'd go on a limb to say you do have people applying. So this is why I say this is a twofold issue. Mm -hmm. So in my research that I've done, um, just, you know, basically via the internet, things, jobs that I've applied for, just everything in general, these companies don't even call you. Mm -hmm. They might have 200 applicants. Who, do they, who are they calling? Who's getting these jobs? They don't need, who are they interviewing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, is this job up for a joke? Like, is this just like to appease people? Are you actually hiring this position? So like, does the position exist? Well, you, you know, know what I mean? In some of those, if the businesses are that small, um, you know, I've hired for people before years ago and I might get 20 or 30 resumes. I would be able to because of, you know, sort uh, seasonality. Originally when I started was mainly tax stuff. So I had, you know, half the year that, you know, I have time and, and available to sit there and go through this. But still 24 to go through. If you've got 50 or 100 or whatever and you're, you know, you're shorthanded and you're trying to hire somebody, you don't have time. You don't want to take the time to go and look at this stuff. So I think a lot of that is just the fact that the small companies either don't have the capacity or don't want to pay somebody to go and help screen what they're doing or finding a, a company. Right. And they're just delaying it. And it's like, yeah, I know I got to do this, but they're procrastinating and they're just not doing it until it gets so bad that they will have to find somebody and then they'll probably hire the wrong person anyway. Right. You know, but um, you go into, um, you know, some of these, uh, the big box, um, you know, Home Depots and Lowe's and stuff like that, you know, the ability for these people to go and hire somebody. Um, I've talked to a lot of them at these larger companies and their main thing is that uh, even though they may have hundreds of resumes, they can't have anybody pass the drug test, Yeah, you know? So you've got one position, you, you're looking through 300 people to get one person to get hired, you know? And it's not just that. I mean, it doesn't take much skill for a lot of those jobs. They're not skilled jobs, but still somebody has to fill those. And if they don't, um, I'd walk through one of the stores here just in the last few weeks or so. And you go in and you see five or six of these people standing around. Well, you know, they still have capacity, but there's nobody in there now. So what's, right. what's happening? Are the people running out of money or they've already done their projects over the last year? They're not into the uh, self-home improvement stuff anymore. I, I don't know what the deal is there, but where there might be uh, five or six of these uh, employees in there and they're busy down some of the aisles, there wasn't anybody in any of these aisles. So now do you have too many people, even though, they're short on staff, but then you go into uh, restaurants and uh, a few of the places, a few of the vineyards around, they've cut back to 50% to 25%. They're not having any of the events. They've cut down the events because they don't have anyone uh, to be able to do uh, help them with the bookings and everything. And they don't have any of the wait staff. They don't have bartenders. They don't have anything. So they've got this multi-million dollar facility and they can't even use it. They can't use it, and they're probably just barely hanging on to um, to uh, break even from a cash flow standpoint uh, because they can't find the people. And it was pretty much uh, any place we went down in Florida, uh, if, if it was on the beach, they still had help wanted signs down there, and it oh, was yeah. crowded. It was crowded. Yeah, when we went down there in March, it was 
all, literally every place we ate at was hiring. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them. Every one of them had help wanted. Yeah. You go here in Ohio, it's help wanted signs all over the place. And, you know, you start thinking about what what's the deal here? You know, these businesses are just hanging on because it's not because they don't have people there. People get frustrated from waiting 45 minutes to an hour when they should be able to get seated. Uh, we've been in a couple and it's just like, you know, three quarters of the place is shut off uh, because they don't have the capacity. Even though COVID is opening up, you know, the restrictions, uh, even if they wanted to open it, they don't have anybody to, you know, to serve the individuals coming in or, or busting tables or bartending or anything like that. So I think there's going to be a rude awakening for these people that have just taken advantage of this stuff because now everybody's going to be going for the same job. Now you're going to have 50 people going after one, mm. one position at a restaurant and the restaurant doesn't exist anymore. So, you know, it's like, what's, what's going to happen here? So yeah, between- I think, uh, I think end of the May in Ohio, you have to start uh, proving weekly that you're applying to jobs. Mm-hmm. So we'll, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> that, that's always been a requirement, but they used to do it on they, rel- they relaxed it. During yeah. They had the COVID nothing and everything. You, you didn't, you didn't have, have to do, do anything. No. Yeah. So that's part of the big issue is, you know, if you're not having to show that you're applying for jobs, you're just not going to apply for jobs. Yeah. You're not even going to try to get work. But now you have to show that you're trying to find a job. Yeah. And that'll probably eliminate some of this issue. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. And, you know, in the meantime, like I said, we've got this uh, um, sort of a bifurcation here between inflation and the economy. And inflation is there. Um and that's what I was looking at to say, okay, what, what should you be looking at to try and weather some of this stuff? Um, you know, getting into some dividend type stocks, looking at some of the commodities, like some of the precious metals and stuff. Um, I'm not saying, you know, if, if you've got 10,000 or 110,000 to put in, you need, you still need an allocation. So whatever that is, I mean, if you got 10 grand and you have a thousand or so, uh, allocated toward that, you know, uh, put some into precious metals. If it's a uh, $200,000 and, you know, you're looking at three to 5% of that, 10, 15 grand uh, to help offset because that's really the only other inflation thing because uh, the devaluation of the dollar is going to happen off of this too. So you've got the, uh, uh, you know, the capacity of the dollar to maintain itself is going to be hindered. Uh, and then you've got the inflation. So, you know, look at precious metals, look at some of these strong dividend stocks, something to weather this, uh, the speculation that's coming through with a lot of the younger people on, uh, you know, whether it's cryptocurrencies, whether it's your Reddit uh, stocks. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that's on Reddit and everybody's saying, Hey, do this, do that or whatever. You know, the only people that are making money off of that are the ones who are promoting that thing. And they're either taking an, an upward direction or a, southern direction on that thing and they're going to short it one way or the other so not, there's too many gimmicks being done yeah and not to go off topic at all but uh, too many people that i've talked to and we've gone back to this so many times don't understand the importance of an exit strategy mm-hmm. especially with how volatile some of these stocks people are investing in mm-hmm. so i have a buddy i work with she's got 35 shares of a reddit stock that's up heavy currently and i keep asking him he's one of my employees so i ask him like every day i was like dude do you have an exit strategy well when it gets to ten thousand dollars a share i'll sell (laughs) it's not gonna do that 
Oh, Alex, if you're listening, <laughs> it's not going to do that. <laughs> so I keep telling him, like, you need, and what is your exit strategy? If you pulled your, if you, if you pulled your initial investment, what have you done? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm just holding until the moon. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have nothing. Yeah. You know, that's the whole thing. It's like, I told you I turn 80 into 120. I'm going to turn 120 into 200. And then I'm going to put that into something nice that I, you know, a dividend stock or heck, maybe even a precious metal now that you're talking about those. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, when the was uh, in some of these uh, cryptos were going crazy beginning of the year, um, you know, I'd put some money in. It more than doubled. I took my initial out in a few thousand dollars and then I let the rest ride. Well, I'm still up, but I'm down. Right. You know? Right. And it's like, what are you going to you do? You still won, but you, you're, yeah. you're not fully it's, winning. Yeah. So I'm just hanging on to see what happens. And, you know, is there going to be a breakout or what? But I'm not, you know, waiting for this stuff to go to $8 billion a share or anything. And, um, you know, the crypto thing, if, if, if you've got that FOMO situation we talked about before, you know, anytime you invest, you can't invest anything that you're not willing to lose. I don't care what it's in. Stocks, bonds, um, municipal bonds, corporate bonds, uh, ETFs, uh, any type of derivative options, cryptos, doesn't matter. If you can't afford to lose it, you, you really shouldn't do it. So, you know, if you've got a couple grand and you sit there and, you know, you've got other savings and stuff like that and you want to do crypto, go ahead and do it. But you have to realize that you might wake up the next morning and the two grand's gone. You know, you can't go boohooing all over the place. But if it goes up to 10 grand, you know, it, it might go to 100. It might go back to zero. You know, you just have to you have to be prepared for that. And I think right now, um, as you know, we're getting back into that irrational exuberance type of a situation mm-hmm. again. A lot of people think that there are bubbles. Some of them say there aren't bubbles. You know, I think there's going to be uh, definitely a pullback here, and you just have to be ready for it. You know, are you going to weather it out? If you're closer to retirement, um, you know, you may want to get some cash. There's nothing wrong, like I said before, having a cash position. I've got some clients that have anywhere from 25 to 50% in cash right now. And we're looking for that for the opportunity. I mean, we've taken profits because we were up 70, 80, sometimes 150% on stocks in the last two years. I had one client that had the equivalent of 17 years of max contributions in his 401k. Okay. Why? Since when is it a bad thing and a dirty word to say take profits? I'm not timing anything. He was up big time. We took the money off the table. Yeah. Now let's wait for some. Yeah, that's we're, what I was going to say. We're putting let's a little wait, bit. Wait for what's next. Yeah. What's, what's going to come? You don't know. And with the market going crazy and still up, I've been finding bargains on stuff that's pulled back 30, 40, 50%. Mm. They're still good stocks. You know, we're looking at everything else. Earnings season just went through. You know, we've, we've bought a lot of those. To me, it's a value play. And we started uh, repositioning some of the people, you know, legging back into the market. You know, we might have uh, 10 to 20, 25% we've been putting in. Had a couple clients we did that with yesterday. Um, we might hold off for the rest. But, I mean, I've got millions of dollars on the sideline. We're just, we're just waiting. But, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to time the market, man. No, it's like right now. Why? 
it's got a whole lot farther to fall than it does to go up yeah. until it takes a breath. That's all I'm saying. So don't get excited. And the other thing is on this real estate situation, um, there's down in uh, Florida, the condo we stayed in was built in 04. The guy bought it in 08 for like $400,000. Right now it's valued at a million bucks. About 1,800 square foot right on the bay, seventh floor, nice nice property and everything. It also had an eight or $900 a month um, condo fee. Jeez. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, mm, uh, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And there are properties probably built in the 30s and 40s on this little bay area down in Clearwater off of one of the canals. There was probably five properties out toward the water. And in between each property, there was maybe a four to eight story condo, mm. newer. Those properties, and, and you're talking a ranch, probably 800, as little as 800 to maybe 1,500 square foot ranch. It was built, like I said, in the 30s, 40s, or 50s. And they're looking at anywhere from 10 to $15 million for that property. Well, nobody's buying it yet. Somebody probably will, but they're going to have to buy three of them. So they're going to have like 40, 50 million bucks just in the waterfront property. And then they got to go straight up, you know, so you're looking at probably something that's going to be 10, 15, 20 stories or more. So they're going to buy these, um, you know, um, huge high condo facilities because the property is so expensive that they can't spread out. They got to go up. So that's what's going to be happening. And you can see part of that down there now. People are just still coming in. It was something stupid. It was like 10000 a week coming down in that one area down there. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Clearwater area, but it's not very big. No. It's not no. a big space. It's it's a nice area. We yeah. loved it. We've been going there. Yeah, I've been going down there for years. Yeah, it's beautiful down but there. But it is just so uh, congested at this point. Yeah. And we're here in May. I've never seen it that crowded in May, you know. And um, so, you know, it's whatever it is is going on is is happening. Uh, it is happening. It's it's real. But I still think that, you know, there's going to be a breather at some point on the real estate market, the stock market, and uh, pretty much everything else. Just get prepared for it is all I'm saying. Um, some people, some pundits say it's going to get worse than that. We're going to back into a huge longer recession, depression. Other ones are saying uh, it's just all going to blow over. It's transitory. Um, yeah, it's somewhere in there, okay? But I still think you have to be aware of what's going on. And uh, there's no reason to have to turn around and if you're looking for a property and turn around, pay another 20 or 30% over and above what they're asking for it. I mean, you're just chasing stuff. You don't chase yield. You get burned on that in the market. You don't chase uh, property values when stuff's going on. If they don't justify it and there's no real intrinsic value, well, you know, what's it worth? What's it worth? I mean, if there isn't anything, there's no value to it. There's no value. Just because it's something that might say it's worth $280 a share today and it was only worth a buck fifty four months ago, guess what? It's probably not even worth the buck fifty four months ago, you know. So Anyway, um, anything else to end up on this one? Nope. Just I think uh, stuff I think, to think about. Yeah, things to think about. I think time will tell. 
with uh, the unemployment benefits ending, I think, federally September? Um, some of them were coming up in May and June. I don't know if it's... Um... Yeah, I can't remember the exact time frame, but time will tell with the job market. It, everything is going to be contingent. Honestly, I think of that, mm-hmm. of the unemployment uh, benefits you know, being sucked up back, mm-hmm. back to normal. Go find a job. Yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Please find a job. You know who you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're sitting there with a big mouth of, you know, full of popcorn, sitting there with your feet propped up on Netflix Just or something. Just waiting. Yeah. But Am no. I envious? Yes, we're all envious. We are envious. <laughs> but, but damn it, got your butt back to work. <laughs> anyway, uh, until next time, uh, thanks again. You can find us at jcindia at lifestagesadvisory.com. I'm trying to sit here and think. Uh, lifestagesadvisory.com on the website. Email me at jcindia. It's been, like I said, it's been four or five weeks. I yeah, can't, yeah, you're a little out of it. You can, I gotta, Whoa. gotta get the uh, REMs out of it too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you can find us on YouTube, yes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all that. Um, if you're on the YouTubes, give us a like and a subscribe. Comment any questions you've got for John. They can be related to inflation. They can be anything, really, but... Real estate. Real estate. Tell him you like his shirt color. Yeah. Tell him you like my hoodie color. Tell it's him, a new hoodie. Tell him you want to see the hat collection. <laughs> the hat collection, yes. <laughs> All right, anyways. All right, thanks again. Bye-bye.